Welcome to the show they don't want you listening to. The one with all your rights and zero handcuffs. So sit back and stand, grab that chopped cheese while you wait for that six bus. Come on, let's be real. You know it ain't coming anytime soon. This is The Miranda Project. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Manny. Happy to be with you. I Listen, I just want to get this going, you know, and start the show with what, like we said last um, episode, um, we're going to start with, you know, my opinion, you know, again, um, thankful that you are all with us uh, on this um, or in this show today. A lot to get into, but what I want to really get into is my opinion about what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Um, and we're going to call it smokescreen. There's a huge smokescreen going on right now. That you know, uh, in political terms, they they call it gaslighting. But for our terms, I I I want to call it a smokescreen because right now there is a huge smokescreen going around going on rather and the smoke screen that is basically being uh shoved down our throats is this uh what's it called <laughs> this uh voter bill that is in you know is being voted on or started to be voted on uh yesterday or they were presented it to senate and they know that it's not going to be successful they know that they don't have the votes for it and you know, Chuck Schumer continues to push on with it. The Democrats continue to push on with it, uh, even though they don't have their full party, you know, um, backing with it. You know, you have Senator Manchin and Senator um, Cinema that are not agreeing with getting rid of the filibuster. For those of you that don't know what the filibuster is, I'm sure a lot of you do know what it is, but you do need to have a majority vote in the Senate to be able to pass legislature into law. So basically, you you need a 60 vote threshold. They don't have it. They are there. There's a 50 50 split in the Senate. The tiebreaker is Kamala Harris as the vice president. Um, when she sits in, in in the Senate, she is the president of the Senate. So she basically is the tiebreaker. But being the tiebreaker doesn't give you enough votes. You still need a 60 vote majority. And just with the fact that you have um, Republicans that are saying that they are not going to vote for this, uh then on top of that, now you have Manchin and Cinema. They're saying that they're not going to vote for this as well. Then it became or creates a problem. And with that being created as a problem, you know, they are still pushing on, still pushing forward, and they're still going after it because they're going to try to do what? They're going to try to get rid of the filibuster. That's their plan. Because if they get rid of the filibuster, then they have the control to be able to push whatever they want to push without any, um, you know, agreement within the, the body that is the Senate. And that's the smokescreen. Uh, the, the smokescreen is that they're telling you that this is a voting law for you and for me, that this is something that you and I need because we need federal control of elections. We we need to make sure that the federal government has control of every single one of the states and the way they do the elections moving forward. Now, there's people that are, are going to agree with it. I mean, for crying out loud, there's people that have reached out to Manchin and there's people that have reached out to, to cinema and they've told them that they need to back them. Uh, they need to pass this because, you know, this is for minorities and, and you know, because their minorities are being pushed back and they're not being allowed to vote and, and, and so on and so forth. And you need to push this because this is for everybody. And uh, cinema has lost backing from, from someone uh, that that pushed or, or helped her get elected, and and Manchin is being you know receiving letters from Nick Saban and 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 other um, you know uh, pro athlete or um, coaches and 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 people in in the sporting world. Um, why don't they hear from somebody like me? 
why don't they hear from, you know, come down to, to the Bronx, go to Chicago, go to, to, to Miami Dade County, go to Portland, Oregon, go to St. Louis, go to, you know, uh, Louisiana down in the district, go down to, go down to, to Atlanta, Georgia. Go, go down to, you know, where there are people that are of either, you know, you know, minorities like you know, ugh, I'm, ugh. anyways, that, that's for another conversation. We've I've I've detailed it before and I've said it before and on, on, on how I feel about the term and how I feel about, you know, being called less than. But anyways, you know, they, they want to put us in that box, you know, like the. um you know, for us Latinos, they, they, they wanted to put us in the Latin, Latin X or Latinx, whatever that was. And that failed miserably, uh, you know, but they want to continue to put us in, in a, in some box and in some category and some whatever, then, you know, whatever, uh, go ahead and continue. But why don't you ask those people? I, I can tell you right now that there are people in the Bronx that could care less about a voting law. You know why? Because I can tell you that I've gone to every single one of the elections and I mentioned it in, in last in our last episode, um, hijack, a hijacking rather. And if you haven't had the chance to hear it or you had, well, we, we weren't able to put it up on, on our video podcast, but if you haven't had the opportunity to hear it, then go ahead and hear it. Uh, go to wherever it is that you listen to your podcast and, and, and give it a listen. Because I do talk about the fact that, you know, I've been, I've never been turned away from any election. I've never had anyone tell me I can't vote. Even if I moved from my district and I went on to a different district. I, I used to live in Brooklyn and I moved to the Bronx. I, I used to live in the Bronx, born and raised in the Bronx, and then I moved to Brooklyn. But then I voted out there. Ain't nobody told me I can't vote. I had to do a, 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 what's it called? A, um, a written ballot, but nobody told me that I couldn't vote. I know plenty of people that are not told that they can't vote. Are there long lines? And I went through it and, and I don't want to go and, and beat a dead horse because again, I, I go into an explanation of, of where the Bronx was and how we are and how we are a melting pot, but yet they want to go and, and take us away from th this melting pot that we are. All the nationalities, all the countries, all the people that are mixed together within the United States. And no, they don't want that unity. They don't want us in one single voice. What they want is they want everybody in a box, everybody in a particular box. No, you're black. No, you're Latinx. No, you're, you're white. No, you're Indian. No, you're Chinese. No, you're this. Oh, no. Now on top of that, now you're transgender and now you don't have any identity or you, you identify as, um, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, a train, a bus, or you know what, a, a, a dragon. I've I've heard, I've, I've even read about that. That's what they want. They, they they want you to be in individual boxes where you're not a unified voice. We're not the United States anymore. We're just a bunch of individuals that they can basically get on top of and control. That's the smokescreen, and we're going to talk about it. We, we're we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what really is impacting the country today. What is really in people's minds today. Not this voting law. Yeah, there's people that are on it. There are people that are paying attention. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I've, I'm all over it. But there are people that are, don't care. There's people that don't care. That's not important. That's not the thing that's on the top of their list. That's not the most important thing that they want from the government. It's not. But they were pushing it like it is. But it really isn't. And we're going to talk about it. It's just truly, truly sad that this is where they think, no, 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 not think, that they tell you where the country is, that they push and say, no, that's the most important thing, that we need to do this. Listen, I, I tell you again, I know that you can go and vote as long as you have an ID. That's it. That's all you need. And if you don't have an ID, I'm sure that they will tell you how to get an ID. I mean, I mean, it's as simple as going to your DMV and getting an ID. 
And if you don't have the ability to go to a DMV and you're on some kind of public assistance, boom, that's your ID right there. Because that, 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 uh, a lot of those uh, human resources cards come with your picture on it. And on top of that, it comes with, you know, it's a state ID. Uh, you know, just putting it out there, uh, you know, because again, the message here is that that term that I so dislike minorities such as myself and black people and Hispanic people and people of, uh, of different races that are not white don't have the ability to go and get an ID in order to go and vote. No, that's not the case. The case is that they want to, they want to, again, the political term gaslight you or put this smoke screen up and say, no, no, we're trying to help the little guy by making sure that we can go and make sure that we can take control of national elections, even though the country right now is not concerned with that. They're con concerned with other things. And we're going to talk about it. That's my opinion. Again, a lot of people are going to agree with it and a lot of people are going to disagree with it. But that's my opinion. Before we move on and we're going to talk about more pressing matters, I want to thank our friends over at Instacart.com. Um, you know, check them out, Instacart.com. Uh, whenever, and I've mentioned them before, whenever you need to make an in a emergency stop at the at your grocery store and for some reason you just can't make it out and in you you have to get that particular item to make grandma's famous barbecue ribs but you don't have the the the, the seasoning that you need and you don't have the time to run to the to the grocery store to make sure that you have that seasoning because you got people coming over and you got to clean the house and you got to do this and you got homework to help with and all of this other stuff that help happens in life that that is just life and how it bogs you down you have people at instacart that can help you make sure that you get that item at your door in approximately an hour so that you can get that the dish on the table for whomever it is that's coming to your door to your home rather Check them out again. Thank you, Instacart, instacart.com. Uh, you can check on our show notes. Uh, click on the link on our show notes or go to our website, the Miranda Project, P-R-O-J-C-T.com. Click on the link on our website and let Instacart know the Miranda Project sent you. Additionally, Instacart has also extended their EBT and SNAP program where you can get uh deliveries for free for i you know orders for 35 dollars and up that's been extended to march 31st so if you have ebt and or snap and uh you have orders for 35 dollars and up you can get your deliveries sent to you or your your orders delivered to you for free restrictions do apply please check out instacart.com thanks guys so What's the most pressing matter? What's the thing that, that people are more concerned about? And, and you know, it, it's, it, this is what I, you know, people are worried about their bottom line. They're, they're worried about their pocket. They're worried about their wallets. They're worried about their bills. They're worried about what they, how they're going to pay, pay their bills. They're worried about rent. They're worried about gas. They're worried about food. They're, that's what people are worried about. They're not worried about a voting law that, that what's it called that the government is trying to go and take control of. They're not, they're not. Let's be a hundred percent honest. People are not worried about that. People care about their bottom line. People are worried about the price of chicken. Yeah, I said it. The price of chicken. You know how much the price of chicken has soared? That's what people care about. Yeah, oh, you're crazy, Manny. The price of chicken. Listen, kind of quick side note. There is an episode on our um on our archive called The Price of Chicken. And I give a a crude explanation on uh inflation. And uh, there are other episodes where we talk about just this particular subject. Um, there's another episode, and we're going to touch base on this, uh, titled We Don't We Learn Nothing, or We Have Learned Nothing, where it basically speaks to what we're going to talk about, touch base now, because this is what people care about. They don't care about a quote-unquote, a, a, what's it called, 
uh, voting law that's going to nationalize voting so that they can quote unquote, make it easier for you and I to vote, even though it is already easy for me to go and vote. I mean, I said it before I went to vote not too long ago and I didn't even have to show an ID, which was uh, to me was horrible. I, I appreciate the fact that I can show my ID and identify myself to be able to say, yeah, uh, this is me. I can do, I have to do it to buy a pack of cigarettes. I don't smoke. I have to do it to buy a bottle of beer. I don't drink. But why is it that I don't have to show my ID as an American citizen to be able to do my American duty, my American right to vote? And that's what they want to eliminate in this voting law. But that's the smokescreen. That's the smokescreen because right now, right now, in the midst of all of this and everything they're talking about is this, this, this thing and this boy, this bill, and it's, it's for the betterment of the minority and, and, and all of that. The minority is suffering right now. No, 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 no. Again, I, I know I, we, I spoke about the fact that I hate that term. Yeah, I do. I hate it. I, hate, I, I dislike the term. But these communities are suffering. Why are they suffering? Because inflation has gone up so dramatically. 7%. And again, I, I, I talk about the price of chicken. The price of chicken is important. Oh, but why is it important? Who, you know, chicken is chicken. I I can go to the supermarket and buy chicken. I need to get the chicken. I'll get it. It's not a problem. Yeah. You know what? When you're on a budget, when you're on a fixed income, when you have mouths to feed, you have four kids that are hungry and you need to go get leg quarters to feed yourself and those four kids. And it used to cost you $3 for two pounds or three pounds uh, of leg quarters. And now you go to the supermarket and it's also, it's, it's almost $7 and yet you still have to buy milk that now instead of it being three dollars is costing almost five dollars and you got to worry about all the other things that you have to buy that's where it's worrisome because you still have those four mouths to feed and they're waiting for them leg quarters mommy's gonna make chicken today yay she's gonna fry it or she's gonna saute it daddy's gonna make his famous famous chicken yes I'm hungry. I can't wait. But now you got to think about it. You go to the supermarket and you're like, oh my God, this used to be like three, three thirty, almost four bucks. Now it's seven bucks. And I'm, I, I'm on a budget. I, I still got to worry about the fact that I got, a, I got 50 bucks maybe to my name right now. And I still got to buy milk and bread and cheese and, and this and that. Am I going to be able to make it? That's what people are worried about. Not voting law. People are worried about the fact that the price of things has skyrocketed. And and, and then you you they, they don't they, they tell you that it's not important, that inflation is no big deal, that you don't have to worry about it, that what's it called? It, it it's it's um it's transitory. I mean, they gave you a bunch of different terms. They said that inflation is something that you don't have to worry about. And and again, they gave you the smoke screen. Let, I'll give you an example. This is an old um towards the end of last year when um inflation started rising and it was up at 6%, uh, 6.2%, 6.4%. The news outlet started giving you the smoke screen. I'll give you an example here. here. Ignore hysterical people. Inflation is not here to stay, economists say. I'm telling you. They're telling you. This is CNBC telling you, hey, don't worry. You don't have to worry about it. No. It's it's hysterical people. Smoke screen. (sighs) don't worry about it don't don't it's it's okay it's all right it's all right i'm telling you the smoke screen the smoke screen oh here's another example and 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 this is the harsh reality this is the true the harsh reality of what really happens in inflation with inflation rather within the neighborhoods that they are so-called claiming to help with with this new voting law economists warn of inflation inequality as poor get slammed by rising prices i want to keep that up economists warn of inflation inequality as poor as poor as poor get slammed by rising 
prices. I'm telling you. It, it, it's the communities that they swear that they're helping, that they say that they're helping, that they're going to go out and, and, and they're doing all of this voting rights and laws and everything is so that you, for the betterment of you, but in the meantime, they're telling you that they're helping you, but they're screwing you. And I'm sorry, for lack of a better term, it's 100% right. There's no other way of putting it. There's no other way of saying it. That's what's going on here. Inflation is smacking you in the butt. And if you don't want to be smacked in the butt, smacking you in the face. Let's, let, let's use that instead of that, the, the bottom. It's smacking you straight in the face. This is what inflation is doing. It's, it's slamming the poor. No, 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 no. That's not right. That's not, that, no, that's not, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That, that's a lie. That's a lie. Why inflation can actually be good for everyday Americans and bad for rich people. You see, you see the smoke screen? The smoke screen. And, and for our listeners, the, the, uh, the sound effects. But, and for our watchers, the, the, the hand effects. The smoke screen. Why inflation can actually be good for everybody, everyday Americans. And bad for rich people. So now we just saw the opposite where they said that it slams poor people. And you see now CNN of all places, right? They tell you, look, look, I mean, it's right there. Look, look, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. What's pointing in the wrong direction? It's right there. It's right there. Inflation can actually be good for everyday Americans. Yeah. Really? I don't know about that. You th- is that right? It, it, do you think inflation is good for everyday Americans? It's, it's actually it, 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 it's hurting the rich and not you if you're in, you know, living paycheck to paycheck like every other American. And we're all living paycheck to paycheck, waiting for the next check to come so that we can pay our bills, pay our mortgages, pay our oil bills, pay our, uh, our, our car notes, pay our insurance bills, pay, uh, all, you know, child care, pay what, you know, the electric bill, pay all of the things that we need to pay. And then on top of that, be able to put food on the table with the prices going up and up and up. That price of chicken, man, that price of chicken just keeps going up. And you're like, what the heck am I going to do? But it doesn't. It's not. No, 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 no. It, it only affects rich people. It doesn't affect. It doesn't affect you. Not at all. Not at all. Gasoline prices are rising, adding to inflate inflationary pressures and complicating matters for President Biden, who released. And this is interesting. He and this is from the Wall Street Journal. And I'm sorry, I didn't preface it or I didn't start it by saying this is an article, a snippet from an article from the Wall Street Journal talking exactly about inflation. It says, um, for President Biden, who released crude from the Strategic Reserve in a fail, in an attempt, in the fall, sorry, sorry, in an attempt to help drivers facing sticker shock, national average gasoline prices stand at three dollars and 31 cents a gallon according to AAA, up from two dollars and 38 cents a year ago that it doesn't that doesn't affect poor people three dollars and 31 cents that's a national average i've seen 450 in some places listen i live in new york i've seen 395 I've seen 402 in some places, you know, because they gouge and they figure, hey, listen, I'm by the highway. I can get advantage. I can take advantage because people are going to need to buy gas because I'm right by, you know, a highway. And sometimes uh, they're running low and they need to. I'm the last ditched, you know, I'm the last gas station rather uh, for miles. So I can take advantage and I can gouge the price a little bit and I can make it a 410, 415 a gallon. Yeah, but no, 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 no. It doesn't. It doesn't affect everyday Americans. I, I used to be able to fill up my my pilot, and uh, it used to cost me about tops forty five dollars 
to fill up my can my 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 pilot. Now it costs me $75 roughly to fill up my pilot, but no 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 it doesn't affect me. It doesn't no, it doesn't affect me. Mind you that's just one car. There's another car in the household. Same manufacturer, same car style, it's a little bit newer than my current car. So it's a little bit more gas efficient. But still bigger tank costs money a lot more but no 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 it doesn't affect me does it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect me it, it only affects rich people it only affects to it only affects rich people only you you know what's crazy have you ever thought or have you ever heard a rich person have you ever heard like a robert de niro or uh you know um Bill Gates or, um, you know, trying to think, uh, or Jeff Bezos or, or anybody that's rich. I mean, even a major actor that you're, you follow, uh, or, or that you are a fan of, Hey, uh, let's say, let's say, uh, the rock, you know, uh, have you ever heard him or, you know, if you follow him on any of his social media stuff, have you ever heard him or seen him on any of his things go to the um, to the pump in a video and just say, man, the price is a gas. I can't afford this. But, well, it, it, it affects the rich. It affects the rich. The, the rich are affected by the gas prices. Listen, the rich could care less about the, the, the price of gas. They, they could care less about that. The rich could care less about the price of gas. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't affect them. As a matter of fact, a lot of rich people even own jets, yachts. Price of, uh, the price of, uh, of I, I can imagine, jet fuel being a lot higher than the price of, you know, everyday gasoline that you and I probably cry when we go to the pump and we look at 337, 339, 349, 359. And then we're looking at our gas tanks and we're like, damn, we're, do, do I need to go to a four cylinder car? Or, or, or is it that they're pushing me to an electric car, which I can't afford anyways because it costs so much money? But they're pushing me to go to get an electric car because, you know, electric is the way to go. As a matter of fact, I've been seeing ads all over. And I'm a pickup guy. I, 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 my next car is going to be a pickup truck. But I've seen ads now for the new Silverado, and it's an electric car. Ford just dropped their F-150, an electric, an electric car. But the prices for those things are just like bananas. Bananas. And the price of gas is bananas. But no, it, it doesn't affect it doesn't affect it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect everyday americans it just affects the rich people right it just affects the rich people usa consumer prices excuse me soared last year and this is an article from bloomberg um this is something that we need to keep an eye on and i want to make sure that you um that you are listeners and uh watchers as well probably are aware of and uh, or are not, and I would love, you know, I, I want to be able to kind of prepare you for this. But U.S. consumer prices soared last year by the most in nearly four decades. And that, if anybody knows or doesn't know, we've spoken about it, like I, I spoke about or I mentioned before, that points us to uh, stagflation. Uh, Jimmy Carter, stagflation, we talked about it in a previous episode. We've, we have learned nothing. If you haven't heard it, uh, check it out. It's a, I, I think it's an interesting episode. I could be wrong. So where was I? Um, in four decades, um, sapping for did I, is that what I said? I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm lost myself here. Yeah, sapping. Wow, interesting. <laughs> sapping for the, I mean, the purchasing power of American families and setting the stage for the Federal Reserve to begin hiking interest rates as soon as March. The consumer price index climbed to 7% in 2021, the largest in 12-month gain since June 1982, according to the Labor Department data released Wednesday. The widely followed inflation gauge rose 
0.5% from November exceeding forecast. Pay attention to that last sentence in the first paragraph. We have to start getting ready for that because it's coming. You see, the only way we were able to defeat stagflation in the Jimmy Carter era was by raising interest rates. And they raised the interest rates high. Now we're facing this inflation, and some will call it Bidenflation. You want to call it that? That's on you. We're not. Uh, we're not. We're not going to call it that. But we're facing this inflation right now, and the only way that we're going to be able to stave off this inflation is by raising interest rates. And who does that affect? Doesn't affect the rich. It doesn't affect the rich. How would it affect the rich? I mean, listen. You're an everyday American. You're, you know, you're, you're usually between the, the, the 650 and 750 mark, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to your credit, right? But you don't have a whole bunch of assets unless you own a home or all of that stuff. But even with all of that, you're, if you apply for something, your interest rates are just going to soar for things that you have that don't have a um a locked interest rate like for instance a um a mortgage that's locked in to whatever it is that you signed if you have a fluctuating interest rate that'll change the interest rate that you had will go up that affects everyday americans it doesn't affect the rich because they can they can deal with it they can deal with it you you on the other hand you are going to have to batten down the hatches. That's a little bit more money coming out of your pocket. It's a little bit more money that you have to pay interest because the interest is going to rise. Prices are going to continue to go up. There, there was an article in, in, in Business Insider where he, they, they tried to kind of sugarcoat it and they tell you that it's not going to be that bad and that, um, you know, uh, that, it, it's because of the 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 shipping disaster that we've been dealing with the with with uh with what we were dealing with end of last year and the fact that so many Americans had money or more money because of all the stimulus bills that we had or were given to us and and people were were spending more there was more demand and again we get into that crude explanation about inflation more money chasing less items because we weren't producing as much because and again they'll throw COVID in there because again people weren't were at work they weren't producing because of covid yes it is true but we weren't producing and because we weren't producing there were more money there was more money chasing less items boom granted get that 100% i don't disagree with that but this is this is where we are right now we're we're sitting on the federal reserve getting ready in march of this year to raise your interest rates. But don't worry. Don't worry because it has nothing to do with you. This is going to affect the rich. It's not going to affect you. The most important thing that affects you is this voting law. The, that, that's important. Inflation it doesn't affect you. Reminds me like, what? what is that? Like John Cena, you can't see me. Don't worry about it. It doesn't affect you. Inflation doesn't affect you. It only affects the rich. Don't worry about it. Interest rates are going to go up. It doesn't affect you. Don't, don't, don't. Voting, this John Lewis Voting Act, that's important. That's, that's more important. The price of chicken, it, that's okay. Don't worry about it. They, they, don't, don't, don't worry about it. The John Lewis Voting Act is more important. You're, you're filling up your tank. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. The, the John Lewis Act is more important. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. You, you, you'll be all right. You, you'll, you'll make it happen, right? But it's more important for us to federalize elections. We don't care that, or, or, or maybe we do care. We know that, you know, um, inflation is at where, you know, at the point that it is. And, and if you do, or you are curious about 
what inflation really is. Go back to those episodes. I do give you a crude, crude explanation so that you can understand. Kind of not, not, I, I hate the word crude, but it does go to the fact, and it does, I do explain the fact that this is an additional tax. Inflation is an additional tax. Remember, this administration told us that they're not going to put no new taxes on us, but yet we're getting taxed up the wazoo with inflation. It's an additional tax. Go back to that episode. There's two of them, two of them, the price of chicken. And that's, the, that's where we really try to break down um, inflation. But the episode titled, Have We Learned Nothing Yet? really goes into the fact that this right here, this inflation, what we're dealing with, the prices, the high prices, the fact that you need to get chicken on the table, the fact that you need to put gas in your car, the fact that you need to get these items in your home because you need to do it despite the price and you have to pay it and you have to batten down the hatches and you have to cut corners and you have to do this and you have to do that, whatever it is that you have to do to be able to get that item in your home, to be able to feed your family you're paying an additional tax. But the John Lewis Voting Act is more important. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. You know, but before that, I want to thank our friends over at M68 Custom Prints. Um, check them out on um, our website, themirandaproject.com. There's a couple of their works. We are working with them or their, their, you know, their labor of love. <laughs> um, I mean, the name uh, says it all at Custom Prints, whatever you want on a T-shirt, uh, on a sweater. Um, you know, uh, for those of you that have seen our um, our first couple of um excuse me our first couple of video podcasts you've seen me wearing a uh, tmp hoodie they're uh helping us build our merch brand and soon we'll be launching on our website so uh, definitely take a look or keep an eye out for that and you know we definitely want to thank our friends over at m68 custom prints you can check them out on our website there's a click you can click a link right to their facebook page and as a matter of fact i believe their uh website is active as of well as as of now, there were some issues with it. Uh, so now that it's active, we're also going to be updating that on our website so that you can reach out directly to them. Uh, you know, it just, it's such a more, it's so much better than that huge conglomerate that you just put information in and then all of a sudden they spit something back at you. It's just nice to have like that interaction where you actually talk to somebody and, and it gives you that, that homey feel rather than that. What's it called? Corporate feel. So check them out. M68 custom prints. Thank you once again, guys. Can't wait to get our line out there for the public. Thanks guys. M68 custom prints. Now. So. We were just talking about the huge smokescreen and the and the fact that, you know, the the John Lewis Voting Act and 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 why it's so important to pass it. And and and, you know, it, it, it's I mean, it's like the I mean, it's in the forefront. It, it's like Chuck Schumer's baby. You know, he is the um, the majority leader right now because he's got the the tiebreaker um, due to Kamala, Kamala Harris, excuse me, um, Vice President Kamala Harris. He is the 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 majority leader quote unquote because it's a 50 50 tie but he's got the one vote so that technicality where he's the um what's it called majority leader in the senate so we'll give him his due respect um senator chuck schumer majority majority leader um he is working on this bill hard body i mean hard body I'm going to use a street term, right? <laughs> but uh, he is working on this, uh, this bill. And I just, I think, okay, again, we, we spoke about the fact that this is more for centralization or control of, uh, of the voting uh, to make it more of a federal thing that the, the federal government has control of all voting of every state, of every city, of every municipality. They have full control of everything, you know, car, car, what is it, carte blanche throughout the, the, the whole, you know, it, it's them. Everything goes through them, right? Which is 
I don't know if you've ever dealt with the bureaucracy in the federal government. I don't know if you dealt with anything regarding the federal government and, you know, <laughs> Let, let's just put, let's just put it this way. Uh, and it's not a, um, a federal agency, but I know that I've gone to the DMV and I've tried to say, ah, oh, I, I can get out of there in two hours. And then before you know it, you're in there and it's like five hours later. Now imagine the federal government, but anyways, um, Senator Chuck Schumer has been pushing this bill. And despite the fact that he knows that it's going to be, it's going to be dead in in the Senate. It, 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 there's, there's no way around it. You, they can send all the letters. I think that cinema and mansion have pretty much said that they're not going to um, allow them to destroy the filibuster. It, it, I mean, even though Chuck Schumer himself fought for the filibuster many years ago, uh, and it's there's video evidence of it, and we're gonna find it. Um, not that we're gonna find it, we have it, and we're gonna post it on our on our uh, on our website as well, so that you can see the fact that he basically fought for the filibuster when he thought it was necessary, and now he's trying to get rid of the filibuster, trying to destroy the filibuster, because again, he's trying to do it because he feels it's necessary to do so for his agenda this voting law thing that is apparently the most important thing in the lives of Americans today, quote unquote. So, uh, you know, despite all of this, he, he's still trying to push this. And I, I, to me, and again, this could, this is my opinion and not only my opinion, I was having a conversation with, um, my producer and he agrees with me as well. This is, this is, I think Chuck Schumer's last ditch event, um, effort to hold his Senate seat because he is due for re-election um, in the midterms in 2022. So I think that he, this is his latched ditch effort. He is trying to push this, like I said, hard body, because if he doesn't, he feels that he's going to lose his seat in, and uh, you know, but don't take my word for it. I'll give you an example. This is an article from the, um, from the wall street journal and it talks about the fact that again he, chuck schumer is just basically getting himself ready uh, despite all of the you know the, the fact that he's going to be facing an uphill battle that you know he's still going to go and prepare himself to do it right as mr schumer prepares to bring elections in legislation and um related rules rule changes to the senate excuse me, um, Senate floor starting on Tuesday, he released, Ooh, I can't read that. Sorry. <laughs> let me, let me read it off of here. Uh, um, cause for some reason it just, I, I didn't, I didn't make it large enough and it's very tiny and I can't read it. Ah, uh, here we go. Um, <clears throat> As Mr. Schumer prepares to bring elections legislation and related rule changes to the Senate floor starting Tuesday, he retains broad support in his caucus and from Mr. Biden, according to interviews across the Democratic Party. But some current and former Democratic aides and activists also aired frustration, particularly related to his management over the past several months of centrist Democratic senators, Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. So here he's, he's basically, you know, people in his own party are basically crit criticizing him and telling him that, you know, they're not happy or too thrilled with them, with him, with his job um, or what he's doing. And I, I really do feel that if he doesn't get this thing pushed past because he's not going to do it with the votes but if he tries to get it passed by killing the filibuster i think that he's trying to do that so that he doesn't have the dissent that is going on within his own party because people are looking at him and saying no no, no. It, this doesn't seem right something's off here uh, uh, we're not agreeing with him as you can see i mean you read it for yourself this is from the wall street journal that, that there's People within his own party, his own, you know, his own party are, are not too thrilled with the work that he's doing because of, you know, the opposition from Manchin and cinema. 
I mean, everybody has the right to, to, to their own opinion, the way that they feel. They don't want to kill the filibuster for the reasons that they don't want to kill the filibuster. Hey, and, and it has a lot to do with inflation. And that, and that's something because not only will this destroy the filibuster and they'll be able to pass this law that really doesn't help minorities because we already have the right to vote. Nobody stops us. No, you know, this is not about that. This is again, like I said, this is about centralizing elections. And then once that passes, then they can push whatever else they want to push, i.e. that two trillion dollar monstrosity that joe biden was trying to pass at the end of last year so if they kill the filibuster pass this election law then they can basically go ahead and pass that two trillion dollar monstrosity and then what ends up happening to inflation boom skyrockets and who gets left at the bottom of the heap and gets screwed oh no no the rich people right according to cnn it's the rich people it's the rich people not us not everyday Americans. It's the rich people. They're the ones that get screwed throughout this whole thing. They're the ones that have to basically um, batten down the hatches and figure out what they're going to do because, you know, everyday Americans are going to be just fine. Another reason why I think Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer, is really, like I said, his seat is up for, it will be up for grabs. And I think there's another huge reason why there's a bit of dissent and there is someone that is basically kind of, I, I think, I think breathing down his neck. And this is again from the same article from the, um, from the wall street journal. Um, and I'll, I'll read this article as well. Or oh, this part of the article, it says, while she didn't mention Mr. Schumer's Mr. Schumer by name, representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York, criticized top Democrats after their social policy and climate package known as Build Back Better, the two trillion monstrosity that we were just talking about, stalled, saying they have too much leverage or they gave too much leverage to Mr. Manchin. After months of negotiating, Mr. Manchin in December said he could not, couldn't support the package. Mrs. Miss Ocasio-Cortez, a prominent progressive last year, declined to rule out a run against Mr. Schumer. Whoa, let's read that again. Last year, wait, wait, Miss Ocasio-Cortez, a prominent progressive last year, declined to rule out a run against Mr. Schumer, but she hasn't made any public moves toward getting in the race. A spokeswoman for Ms. Ocasio-Cortez didn't respond to a re request to comment, and Mr. Schumer's office declined to comment on the prospect of a challenge. Mr. Schumer, in the past, has said he wasn't focused on a primary challenge. I think he is. I think he is on a, uh, um, on a, um, on a, excuse me, uh, you know, I think he is worried. I think he is worried about, you know, Miss Cortez uh, basically challenging him. I think that it's something that is on the back of his mind. And I think that he's trying to push this thing uh, or, or killing the filibuster uh, so that he, you know, he's in good favors with the progressives. He's in good favors with the Alexander Cortezes of the world. He's in good favor with, you know, those people, them. The people that that want this stuff to, you know, pass because they want the ultimate control. You know, the smoke screen that they keep giving you, that they keep telling you, this is about you. This is for you. This is for you. We're trying to help you. Again, uh, you, you, if you believe that, then, you know, I got a bridge to sell you. And it sits over the East River. It's uh, over, uh, over 100 years old. And, it, and, you know, it connects Manhattan to Brooklyn. But anyways, you know, uh, that that's what I think is going on. I think this is why he's so gung-ho on passing this bill. I think this is why he's so gung-ho on killing the filibuster if he has to, because he is about to lose his seat and he will be primaried by Alexandra Cortez. I feel. I feel that that's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think 
that everything points in that direction. I think that if this doesn't get passed, there will be an announcement from Miss Cortez. Market. I don't. I, you know, I'm not in the in into prognosticating. I'm not a a, a genie or, or or a madam or a mysticist or whatever. But market. I feel that he. Uh, this is what was today, Wednesday, January nineteenth. I feel that if he doesn't get this thing passed, which I, you know, it's, it's an uphill battle. I don't think it's gonna. Go, God willing, it won't pass. He will be primaried by Alexandra Cortez, Miss the the, the Miss Alexandra Alexandra Cortez. I, I think I'm saying her rank. Uh, excuse me, her name wrong. I don't I, I don't want to Alexandra or Ocasio Cortez. There you go, Congresswoman Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. Because I don't want any backlash um, for mispronouncing her name or whatever. Because you know, if you do that, then every you know. They, they'll accuse me of wanting to date her since she said that everybody that speaks about her or what's it called or you know makes fun of wants to date her but anyway so that, that, that's besides the point that's besides the point my wife will kill me um and i'm not interested in any way shape or form but anyways that's that's my opinion and again i don't i'm not the only one that feels that way i think there's a lot of people that feel that way and and again market january 19th if he doesn't get this thing passed i think that she will definitely primary primary him or try to primary him so that's that's without saying now uh you know again with the smoke screen because i i just wanted to continue talking about the smoke screen and and i wanted to show you something that's rather interesting i wanted to play a video on um on 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 our what's it called <laughs> on our video podcast here i wanted to play a video uh that it's it, it just it's it's bananas uh, something that happened yesterday in the bronx um and when it hit social media it just it took off there were some things that took place that people were saying uh on it and i wanted to take the the chance to share that with you so that you can see first the video and then we'll talk about what ha what the, what what was said on social media and then we want to finish with something else that i want to share with you guys as well so let's 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 look at this video first and then we'll talk about this video and then we'll play the other video as well all right so let's let's play that first Over here, over here. Ten six, we're inside. One, two, let's go. Get her over the couch. Get her. Get her out. For our audio li listeners, and I'm sorry, there was a bit of a delay there. For our audio listeners, you were listening to a rescue in uh, yesterday in the Bronx. There was an explosion. Um, for our video listeners, you were able to actually watch the um what's it called the body cam footage that's exactly what this was this was body cam footage and audio of the rescue of two nypd or nypd going into this building that exploded in the bronx yesterday and uh the crazy thing about it is that when it hit social media and people started you know looking at this and seeing this video and and, and reacting to what ended up happening what transpired you know people were automatically saying Oh, where are the social workers? What happened? Where are the social workers? Where, where, where are they? Why aren't the social workers running into the building? What, why, why, why aren't they going into the fire? Why, aren't, why, why, why is it that they're going in? What's going on with the social workers? 
Why do I bring that up? I bring that up because we know that we also got a huge smokescreen, smokescreen about the fact that we needed to defund the police, that we needed to take a billion dollars away from the NYPD so that they can go and, and, and make and, and get social workers and, and all these other social services out for the public so that what's it called? They, we would have these services available to us and social workers would be able to deal with these circumstances. So people on social media, the people of the Bronx, the people of New York, basically said, yo, where are the social workers? Where they at? Because you have these police officers running into this building that just exploded, trying to save this woman. No, no, not trying. Saving this woman. Saving her life. And they got her out of that building. Where are the social workers? Where, where, where are the, the politicians that said, no, the social workers are, are the way to go because, you know, we need to defund the police. Where are they? Where, where are they? That, that's the question. There was this huge smokescreen. We need to get rid of, we need to defund the police because of, the, of what happened with, with George Floyd. And we've talked about it. It's a, yeah, it was an unfortunate, unfortunate circumstance as to what went on with that man and, and how everything transpired there. But we didn't need to defund our police. We needed to make change, fix the system, uh, fix community relations that's what needed to be done and this is why i wanted to play this this is uh how we want to end it this is the important thing that i want to share uh and end our podcast or our show with just for this reason i, I want to share this with you guys um and i'm gonna leave it there you know it's my restaurant that was gonna be closing down because portland's last night people came in and robbed it stole a bunch of equipment ransacked the place so i'm here cleaning up you know i honestly used to love this town but the rise in crime and homelessness drug abuse depression isn't despite all these progressive policies it's direct result of these progressive policies same thing for seattle la minneapolis dc new york san francisco on and on and on let me show you just on my way here what i had to drive by in order to get here before you say i'm some sort of uncompassionate person Talking about the homeless, I don't think there's anything compassionate with letting people live in filth and on the side of the freeway. I don't think there's any compassion enabling drug abuse and substance abuse. I don't think there's any compassion with parents that have to sweep the soccer fields before they let their little kids play soccer because there's so many hypodermic needles around. I don't think there's any compassion about businesses being fearful of their employees walking to and from their car. I don't think that's compassionate at all. Oregon and Portland holds itself as the darling child of the progressive cities and progressive states but they also are the lowest in the country in terms of public school ranking, highest in the country in terms of depression, substance abuse, illness issues. Couple that with the fact that they rank the lowest in support for drug abuse and mental illness. What do you expect would happen when you decriminalize drugs? When you villainize the police and defund the police? When you allow looting and rioting if it's done in the name of social justice? When you foster and normalize homelessness and drug abuse? I don't wish these things would be true, but it is can't vote on and put policies in place because they sound good. You have to do what works. My hometown, my home state doesn't look anything I got used to. We've had one party in charge of both for so many decades. This is the compounding result. Please let this serve as a canary in the coal mine. Don't let these toxic ideologies permeate into your towns, into your states. Don't let anybody cloak progressive policies under the term of compassion anything but excuse me uh so that's where i wanted to end it you know just take a look at that video and i mean it it really speaks to the smoke screen what they're telling you that is for quote-unquote compassion quote-unquote for you quote-unquote that they're trying to help you and in turn as you saw in that video for you um listening on um audio uh check us you know check us out uh check the video out we're going to post it on our website uh or also uh go to rumble and on youtube and you can check out the video as well uh this is basically what they're looking at this is what they want to do uh, how it's gonna uh supposedly be for you this is what it 
supposedly compassion and supposedly what it's supposed to be for you looks like. Again, thank you for taking a, taking the time to be with us here on the project. Um, you know, check us out on our website. Like we said, the Miranda project, PROJCT.com. Also check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. We are other, we are also on Getter and Parlor. Check us out there. Uh, thank you again, as always, if you're into politics or you're not into politics, like we always say, if you're not into politics, please, please remember politics is in to you. Thank you again. Have a great one. God bless you all.